0: Folks, welcome to another episode of Mega Ten Marathon, but guys, this is not an ordinary episode. You'll never guess what happened. Persona 5 exists. Did you guys know about this? Did you hear about this?
1: Yeah, a little bit. I remember when it was coming in uh, December 2014.
0: Yeah, three long years. Well, if you played Persona 4 before that, it's been... I've been waiting since 2010 for Persona 5. and i assume that's and evan it was a few years ago for you
2: right like 2012 or something oh no it was also 2010 yeah 2010. I, I watched uh, whenever that giant bomb endurance run went up
0: ah yes and so you know let's just get this out of the way atlas did some shitty stuff about streaming um
1: <laughs> it, does this count are we going to be fucked by a cease and desist I don't think so, because uh, there are FAQs and uh, walkthroughs on every site now. Yeah,
0: we are just describing it, I guess. Um,
1: Um, Oh, we should probably introduce ourselves real quick. Oh, yeah, (laughs) who's
0: (laughs) who's here? It's me, Brian Static, Brian May, whatever. Uh, Paul, I'm Davis. Hey, and I'm
2: Evan. Evan Noggle.
0: Man, guys, when's the last time we recorded? It was like three weeks ago. Mm -hmm. It's been a while. Strange Journey took a lot out of us. It's a, and now and we are five, so though.
1: energized now. We have so much positive energy. I mean, it's like... I still am having this very strange
0: relationships with J- JRPGs right now. I don't connect with them at the moment, but Persona 5, it's like one of those things. It's like, how can I stay mad at you, Persona 5?
2: Yeah, it's kind of like riding a bike where at a certain point you kind of stop and notice the act. I kind of stopped noticing the act of playing it. It's just like, <laughs> oh yeah, I'm just progressing and talking and listening to music and dungeons, and mm-hmm.
0: yeah. and you're like, I, are we all feeling the thing where when we're not playing it, we're thinking about it a lot and wishing we could play it?
1: Yep. Yep, and in the past week, I've been having, I, uh, this is not a surprise, you guys are aware of this, but uh, you know, I have a lot of problems with insomnia and uh, different you know, medications I try. Anyway, in the past week, I've been waking up in the middle of the night a lot, and I've been waking up and banging out a couple hours on Persona, even though mo- usually I try to go back to sleep immediately, um, <laughs> but I'm like, oh, it's 3 a.m., I could uh I could be uh, you know, I could probably do a couple hours of persona, go to try to go to sleep at five, and then uh you know get up a couple hours later.
2: It's it's been rougher for me. I I haven't actually been thinking about this game that much, except like I've even sat down in front of it and been like, I just don't have time to play this right now because uh, I'm I'm buying a house on Wednesday and like I'm so stressed out and busy with that and like taxes and all this other adult shit that like. When I have time for Persona, I play Persona, and when I don't have time for Persona, I don't really have time to think about it.
1: <laughs>
2: so um, that's yeah. probably a good place to, you you're, you can savor it more. Yeah, and actually, the one thing that has been wonderful about Persona, and I know I don't want to get too deep into mechanics just yet. But one thing that has been wonderful for my schedule is just even if I so we can save anywhere in this game, and even if I can't save, I can put the PS4 in rest mode, mm-hmm. which is so much easier uh for fitting this thing into my schedule.
0: Yeah, so Persona 5, uh this is a thing t- we need to address has definitely taken a step towards convenience in a way that I've never ser- seen the series cater to until this, you know, this entry. Mm-hmm. Um they are definitely trying to give you every piece of uh just um what's the word we always use for this shit. <laughs> <laughs> It's a gaming criticism term.
1: Well, I don't know. Like user-friendliness. That's a term for. Um it.
2: life ease of use um yeah, I know the term you're talking about. Yeah. Oh, we talked about it with the Persona 1 game.
0: Yeah, ease of use. Let's just go with that. Um but uh these ease of use features are just it's incredible how considerate they are in this entry. Like on normal. Like I just played Tokyo Mirage Sessions. Mm-hmm. Um Which is a game that on normal difficulty, they take away autosaves, which baffles me. Right. But on this game, if you die to a boss, you can just load to the beginning of the fight. Right. That's amazing. I mean, okay, it's weird to praise a game for a convenience feature that other companies have figured out years ago but
1: <laughs> well i mean it it kind of reminds me of like what they've done with the book- with that what Atlas has done with the mobile games that they've done like s m t four and s m t four apocalypse you can save anywhere um and even though it's hard as balls, it's like they're you know just because it's a mobile game um they have to put that like save anywhere feature in and mm-hmm. it, like definitely makes the smt experience a lot more pleasant and uh user-friendly
2: well atlas seems to be doing things very much at their own pace uh like one thing they talked about with the delays the persona 5 and the amount of time it took to make persona 5 was that they just straight up weren't used to designing hd assets and um they were just totally shocked that it took this much work to do all these demons all these environments in hd and it's like they they, they kind of they adopt modern game design standards on their time, not on everybody else's time.
1: Well, they said the same thing when uh, Tokyo Mirage Sessions came out. So <laughs> um, I remember there was an interview with the uh, director of that game who who was like, yeah, we had to we had so our computers were running so hot we had to uh, uh, leave our windows open. So, uh, <laughs> because our AC couldn't keep up with it or something like that. And it's like, that was a Wii U game. That wasn't like, you know, that's not the most like high end, like <laughs> HD development, you know? Yeah.
0: Um, so I guess uh, let's just get into it. I got the, I got Persona 5 pulled up here. This is mostly going to be a discussion about mechanics, general impressions of the game. Uh, but we're going to get a, a bulk of just how it works, uh, off our plate right now mm-hmm. um i got persona 5 pulled up right here i got the main menu going um first thing you're going to notice about persona 5 it sure loves the colors red and black yes and those are just going to be thematic colors throughout the game uh, so <laughs> You, the there's a there's there's difficulty options like always easy normal um they added a or not sure this isn't the first time they've done a story mode but they basically added a mode that was um safety they call it safety mode
1: yeah that that mode was in uh persona q i think
0: Oh, really? Q has a difficulty mode that low? Yeah. I thought that game was supposed to be, like, really hard.
2: It is. Oh, yeah, yeah. Q, Q does have, basically, a, hey, tell me the story mode. Yeah. Yeah, it's still it's still fucking hard.
0: Interesting. Even in,
1: even in safety mode.
0: And I guess that is another thing we should mention real quick. Just because there are a lot of convenience features um, in this game, it's no less difficult than, like, Persona 4, no. I'd say.
2: Oh, yeah.
0: I, I will not- say the bosses feel like they've taken a slight step down in terms of difficulty though.
1: Yeah. Yeah. The bosses seem to be pretty, I mean, the bosses that I've come across so far and I mean, maybe it's worth saying, even though we're going to be doing, you know, kind of like, um, you know, month by month episodes and we're not going to talk like, we're not going to give any spoilers away, but I've got about 62 hours in it so far. Um, maybe it's worth saying, like, where all of us are at.
2: Yeah, so I think I left my game on overnight at some point, because I have 38 hours, and I'm uh, just past the second boss. Which is, yeah.
0: No, you definitely did. There's no way that took you 38 hours. You're more likely at, like, 22 or something like
2: that. Yeah. Yeah, so so my, my play clock is not going to be accurate for the rest of this show.
0: <laughs> um date-wise, I'm at September 21st. I'm about 48 hours in. And that's just around the th- I am in the 5th dungeon of the game. Right,
1: right. Um yeah, and I am in the 6th dungeon. Um so I would say that none of the bosses that I've come across yet are too dependent on things like buffs and debuffs or special skills like they're really like you're you're figuring out like what the weaknesses are and uh you can you know once you get that figured out you know if you've got a healer you can or healing items you can definitely like make it through those fights
2: yeah and, and with the buffs and debuffs there are a lot uh, they're significantly reduced in complexity from Persona 1 and uh, Strange Journey. Uh, so, like, in Strange Journey, you can have up to four levels of buff and debuff um, for each different stat. And once you get up to four, most bosses would usually do a purge all. Uh, in Persona 5, uh, there's only one level of debuff, or one level of buff, and it lasts for three turns. Uh, so you don't have to be hitting it as often. Like, there's not as much micromanagement of the buffs and debuffs here. Mm-hmm.
0: So... um you start the game and the first thing it asks you which i find super interesting uh just to set the tone of the game is let me just read this quote right off the game this story is a work of fiction similarities between characters or events to persons living or dead in your world are purely coincidental only those who have agreed to the above have the privilege of partaking in this game and then you can agree or not agree And the first time I played this, I chose I do not agree. And it just kicks you out. It just does not let you play unless you agree.
2: That's great.
0: So that's very interesting. And I can't... What this means, I'm not quite sure yet. But I, uh, you know, I think that's just supposed to, um, you know, put the seed in your head. Like, could this be your world, et cetera, et cetera.
2: So I've been... I've seen some stuff online, I, I've been trying to avoid spoilers, but I have seen some things on a couple forums where they're where people who have played the Japanese version of this game and know a little bit more about Japanese politics have said that the reason that warning exists is because it's not true. Because there are people in the game that are 100% like real-world Japanese politicians and Japanese public figures, and that warning is there because it's obviously that person, but they have a different name in the game. Ah.
0: So. Yeah, I mean, it's obviously, like, there's a storyline that very clearly is like, oh, that's McDonald's, you know? Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah, apparently it's satirizing, like, very, very particular, like, politicians in in particular that are kind of problematic right now in Japan, because I I don't know that much about Japanese politics, but I do know they're fairly conservative and they are a one-party system, Mm -hmm. and that youth are generally not very happy with politics in Japan right now, Mm -hmm. so... And isn't there some kind of like nationalist
1: movement going on there? Like, um, in other I mean,
0: I don't want to get too deep into it, but like, there's always been this pretty strong nationalist. I mean, keep in mind that in World War II, the nationalists were kind of forced to stop being nationalists, and uh... right, <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> I had a uh, I had a uh, Japanese literature professor in college who, uh, you know. Uh, i think every class you know was like you know talking about the terrible things that the americans did to the japanese after the end of world war ii and was like you know they they destroyed japanese culture in so many ways and yeah he was he was very very angry about it
2: yeah so we are we <laughs> we are going to probably discuss some japanese culture and politics and history a little bit during this this episode in particular uh, we are definitely not experts, so if we get anything wrong, uh, please be kind and please write in to us.
0: Yes. Like, we know a little, we don't know a ton about this stuff.
2: We we have listeners who are, like, we have listeners who are, like, doctoral students in Japan who know way more about this than we could ever know. So, <laughs> yeah. Feel free to write in, <laughs> write in early and often if you have corrections. Yes.
0: So, uh, here's a rule for this season, guys. No one is allowed to rank this to other Persona games until they've beaten it.
1: Right, right.
2: Okay.
0: I just want to put that on the table. So don't say it's your favorite until you're done.
2: Right now, it isn't. Okay.
0: Well, we can know. get into it when
2: we talk about the Dungeons, but there, there are, this is not a universal love for me yet. Mm-hmm. Um, I, like, I like the characters. I like the music. I like everything about it, except for how it plays sometimes. Mm. We can get into that <laughs> a little bit later. Um, I would say that
1: I'm at the point where like, you know, it's like, I love all of my children equally, like at least three, four and five. They're, uh, you know, like, I, I don't know. Well, yeah, we need to get to the end of the, the game to actually say, but you know, there are things that I really, really appreciate about each one so far.
2: Yeah. Like, who knows maybe the last dungeon is terrible and shits on everything that happened before it and we totally turn around and hate this game
0: (laughs) so we got a man this game is stylish as fuck i yes (laughs) every menu is dripping with style every command every action every flourish um like i just noticed another piece of detail in the configuration menu that i hadn't noticed before you just keep finding it and it's it's impressive just how much of a thing you're given by give be playing this game
1: oh yeah it's amazing i mean and a lot of people a lot of the uh commentary i'm seeing is about the uh the menus and all those out kind of elements um But, like, I'm in the Dungeon 6, and I just had enemies attack me with a new um, elemental power that I haven't seen enemies attack me before. And the way that it's designed is, like, incredibly stylish and, like, just cool looking. (laughs) Um, And, um, yeah, it's just, like, a really kind of, like, simple design flourish, but it looks so fucking good, you know?
0: So, battle system, I guess, is a good place to start, right? Uh, It works pretty similarly to Persona 4. Um, You got your elementals, and your dioramas, medias, heals, and basic uh, buffs and debuffs, alls, and you got light, heavy, medium, severe damage. Um, Not in that order, I fucked it up, but you get the idea. And, uh... Some changes to the battle system, um, there, um, there's an assist button now, mm-hmm. which is, I can't imagine this is the first game, I assume like Persona 4 Golden had it or something, but I find myself, I don't rely on the assist button, but sometimes when I know there's one spell that'll work and I'm on my main character, I'll hit the assist button just to get to that spell really quick.
2: Yeah, it's really handy. Like one of those like uh, ease of use, like convenience features that we talked about earlier, where it just kind of like it cues up whatever ability the current enemy is weak to.
0: Guns are back as an attack option. Those weren't in Persona Four, right? No, no, they weren't. But in, they were in three, right?
2: I don't remember.
1: I don't. Or did they just use the
0: guns to shoot the personas out of their heads?
1: Well they use I know they were in one and two. But I don't think use the guns as a weapon. They were in the one and two. I mean guns are like an SMT. Yeah. They definitely bring back some SMT elements. This
0: is the most SMT persona game. At this point they aren't even like I feel like I don't know what they're trying to achieve exactly, but like here's the thing, audience. The enemies, the shadows, are just SMT demons. It's the best thing.
2: I don't want to nitpick too much but um I, th- I think persona 2 is actually the most smt because it plays very much like the old smt games but this is the most smt of like the new the post the post ps1 era persona games by far
0: i mean yeah just i shock that up to ignorance i've never played persona 2
2: yeah it, it's it's very similar to persona 1 uh but more um but yeah, like one thing I do love about having the actual like the actual Persona, the actual SMT demons here is that uh, demon negotiation is back. Um, it's mm-hmm. different. You don't have a normal talk option where you can just avoid battles altogether. Uh, but um, in other Persona games, whenever you hit uh, somebody's weak point for every single enemy on the t- on the field, uh, you all them down either with a crit or with a weak uh, a spell they're weak to. You could do an all out attack that does damage to everybody, uh, non elemental damage. But in this version, you can also talk to them, and you have your standard SMT options: uh, recruit, uh, money, or item.
1: And but one difference being that, like, it's a lot more forgiving than SMT top, uh, recruiting. I have found. Oh, definitely. Um, I would say, like, only now that I'm in, like the you know like the fifth and sixth dungeon that i get some uh some uh shadows or demons saying oh no i'm not going to join you like up until that point basically anyone i talked to would join me unless they were uh you know over my level
0: the basic mechanic of it is just um you knock you knock them down then you talk and they ask you a question It has three options as an answer. There's a logic to it. You just sort of have to, you know, is this an angry demon? Is this, what does this demon care about, really? Um, Because some demons will ask you the same question. You have the same set of answers for two different demons. But one demon will respond to the answer that praises them. And the other demon will respond to the answer that, you know, shows that you have confidence and yeah. you have to do that twice. And uh, there are three reactions that you can have. Sweat, uh, hashtags, and <laughs> musical notes. You want musical notes because that means they're happy. But you can get um, whatever answer on the first question. And if you land on musical notes on the second question, they'll agree to join your team. Mm-hmm. And at that point, you learn their name. Before you learn their name, they just show up as a weird descriptor title that I think is usually pretty hilarious.
1: Yeah, I know. It's really funny. Especially for the ones that you uh, recognize right off the bat. Uh,
0: uh, the Lannis the Lin- the fairy thing with the long, flowing um, black dress?
1: Uh-huh. Yeah. Shows up L- as, tr-
0: as Twilight Prostitute.
1: That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty funny. <laughs> um... One thing that I will say, and this is, you know, ties into ease of use, but um, ties into, like, just in general, like, I feel like the dungeons and the fights feel really good to me, in a way. And part of that is because, and it's such a simple thing that I can't believe that I haven't seen it in a JRPG yet, Um, but it's the ability to the ju- just tying the different like moves to uh different buttons or the different choices in the menu to different buttons and not making you scroll through a menu
2: oh yeah, that's fantastic, yeah um and you probably have seen that menu plastered all over Twitter by now if you're listening to this uh because it has become a rampant meme, just sort of slap it over top of uh kind of any random image. <laughs> Oh there is actually one other instance where uh, the demon negotiation can trigger and it's not a full-fledged negotiation but sometimes when there's um one or two demons left and you've almost defeated the enemy they'll come to you like in previous games and basically beg for forgiveness beg for help right and then you get the same three options only um you don't have to negotiate they'll just join you instantly which is pretty cool yeah
0: um another thing is uh, so guns have limited ammo And the only way to replenish it, really, is to leave the dungeon.
2: Yep. Yeah, and it's definitely a huge trade-off, but you get some pretty cool stuff in exchange. Um, uh, So however big your clips or magazine size is for each character, uh, you can attack that many times uh, in one turn. Which, if you combine that with a nice critical chance up spell, it can do some really, really good damage. And usually knock down bosses that are normally uh, immune to most types of magic, uh, which is pretty good. And certain guns will spray all
1: the enemies simultaneously. So I I think those are guns that you get later game, but they are. That that makes the ammo, the lack of ammo, um, you know, a lot more manageable.
2: Yeah, and actually kind of related to the change in how the guns work uh, from the old SMT games. uh, So the guns have limited ammo until you leave, kind of pushing you to not do these dungeons all in one massive run, which is, it's how I played Persona 4. It was kind of the optimal way to play Persona 4 and even 3 was you got the dungeon, you went... They're the one time if you had to do it mandatorily, uh, but you tried to beat the dungeon in as few days as possible. Here, it looks like it's kind of trying to break that, uh, break up the dungeon a little bit more, because in addition to the limited ammo, you also have limited SP. Uh, mm-hmm. So unlike the other games, SP recovery items are very, very stingy, um, at least in the first two dungeons. They they um, continue to be. Okay, th- th- that's good to know, because like, I hated it at first, uh, that it was very hard to recover SP. I always felt like I was running out, but then I realized, like, well it it kind of saved me from myself because if that didn't exist, I would do the entire dungeon in one sitting every single time if it let me. Right. And playing a Persona dungeon for three hours is a really good option.
0: Equipment's pretty normal. It's like weapons, uh, armor, accessories, just like always. Uh, it works pretty much the same as Persona 4. Um... Everyone's got one Persona except your main character. Pretty standard for modern Persona games. Stats don't matter. You don't assign them. They're just sort of randomly given to you. I can't say stats don't matter, but you guys know what I mean. I Don't call them social links in this game. They're confidant links. Get used to it.
2: Yep. <laughs> I'm still not used to it. I I always and say
0: social links.
1: I
2: feel like...
1: And this may not be actually borne out, but I feel like you have a lot less options of social links or confidant links. Um, you have a lot less op- options of who you want to build your social links with.
0: You know, I think that's they balanced it differently for this game. So mm-hmm. on, on most days, when you're not in a dungeon and like there's nothing that sort of just takes over the plot from you they give you two moves you, there's a lot of stuff you can do at night in this game and that wasn't true for the last two um and uh like and because of that I feel like you can there are a lot of social links that just go by very quickly like I there was one social link I had that I cannot believe like I finished it in like 4 weeks and it's the only one I've maxed
2: mhm oh yeah I mean, like, I was just telling you guys, like, I'm only two dungeons in, and I'm already more than halfway done with the Doctor's social life.
0: Yeah. Um, it opens... Like, if, if there's one thing I actually really like about this game, it's how the scope just gradually gets slightly bigger. And I mean, I know yeah. that's sort of JRPGs.txt, but... The you know the game just does it so well like it gives you certain things at certain times to make it feel empowering in a very special way. It's a very at the at least the very beginning and I again eventually we'll get to these bits where we're like in dungeon four and five and I can start talking about this in depth. Uh, I think the beginning of the game has great pacing. I mean it's going to be a slow burn persona pace, but that's what it is. And I am not so in love with the game the middle of the game's pacing.
2: yeah some some sort of lurch in the middle of a shimogami tensei oh yeah it's
0: (laughs) it's totally out of character i can't believe they've done this
2: um yeah um
1: yeah i think i don't know um i mean one thing that i did notice is there are no clubs and there are no sports in this game
0: are there Um, not I assumed that there was, because there's the practice building on the other side of school, and somebody told me at some point, why don't you join a club, and then I was like, I'll get to that later.
1: I have not seen any options. Maybe it's just because, like, in the previous games, they're like, your teachers start coming to you and being like, hey, you need to join a club. Hey, you need to join a sports team or something like that. Mm. But, like, I mean, you know, I'm probably, like, two-thirds of the way through the game at this point, and... I have not had any nudge, and I have not seen any evidence of it.
2: I feel like where the clubs might be lacking, the part-time jobs seem a lot more interesting this time around. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there's a lot more.
1: Uh, there's a lot more um, sort of deeper. You're kind of like interacting with the world a lot more than you were in the previous persona games Mm -hmm. where there are characters that there are a lot of adult characters that you build social links with in person. Um, and not just over, you know, the, uh, just over the internet, like in uh, persona (laughs) three. Um, but, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, there are a lot of like adult and professional characters that you start building, like, you know confidant links with
0: so i'm gonna be just throw a little shade at tokyo mirage sessions (laughs) because now that i have persona 5 in my hands everything that i wanted to praise that game for i can't anymore like (laughs) persona 5 like there's a text messaging system in this game. And, you know, it's not like you can text people anytime you want, they text you and sometimes you respond. Um, But the writing in it is so much more, it's not the best writing in the game. In fact, a lot of it is stuff that you can, you could skip over it if you wanted to, it's really not super important half the time, but it's still like better written and has more character than the Tokyo Mirage sessions counterpart of that.
1: Yeah, I would definitely agree with that. Though, yeah, I mean, I don't know. We'll be doing Tokyo Mirage sessions, you know, in the
0: And I'll just continue to be oh, mad about fishing. it and and just we'll we'll <laughs> sure. foreshadow it about how much I'm going to be mad about it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um So, uh days uh stuff you can do, you you've got um Personality stats like Persona 4, guts, knowledge, charm, uh, kindness, and I'm forgetting one.
1: Proficiency. There
0: you go. The one that's actually kind of useful to doing something with tangible benefits. Um. And you know these are usually get usually used as gates for social links like oh you've met this girl oh what's that you want to romance her too bad that you don't have debonair charm. Yes. <laughs> there's a there's a there is a specific social link that won't start until you have maximum guts which is dauntless and it's just um yeah <laughs> and you you will activate the gate that you can't unlock a lot before you're able to actually go for it legitimately.
2: It's it's not really much of a it's not really much of a spoiler. I I won't spoil anything at all from future episodes. But like, essentially, it's a social link that's like your, the, your friend tells you, "Hey, you should talk to you should talk to this guy about this gun." It's like, nope, I'm too scared to talk about this gun, so I can't <laughs> yeah. start this social link yet.
1: And it seems like Guts is probably the skill that is easiest to get, at least earlier in the game.
2: Yeah, generally. There, There's a very cool doctor whose progress is gated by your Guts as well, uh, and that social link has been a, a very good incentive uh, mechanically and just from the story perspective to uh, push Guts as much as possible. Yeah.
0: Like, if we're ranking them, the it, the easiest to hardest is guts, proficiency, uh, knowledge, charm, uh, kindness. Kindness is super hard to get. I think almost mm. every source of kindness only gives two points when the maximum is three.
1: Right. And, I mean, you can get guts from a lot of, like, you know, really, you know, easy to do things, like... Eat a giant burger at Big Bang Burger or, uh, you know, play a video game.
0: Yeah, I do love (laughs) on top of uh, books, there's now like DVDs and video games you can play, which I've sort of made my side goal to if I can consume all of those in the course of my play, that'd be great.
1: Oh my God, the DVDs are hilarious. Can we? <laughs> oh, they're so good. They're so good. I don't feel like this is spoiled. Can we go into? Oh no the... no, this is
0: this is the kind of stuff we can talk about. Oh can yes. Can we go please. into
1: the amazingness yeah. that is the X folders? And uh... yes.
2: <laughs> I'm so glad. I'm so glad you rented that one <laughs> with uh, Agent <Asian laughs> Golzi. <laughs> oh man. I wonder
1: if I have
0: a save file that I can load that I can get to the DVD shop in real quick. Um. Yeah, uh, the, there are. I, I'm honestly running out of books to read in Persona Five. I feel like right. I've, like I feel like they don't replenish fast enough for my character to read them all.
2: Yeah, and the game gives you a lot of like totally free opportunities to read as well. Like uh, whenever you're riding the metro into school every morning or the, the subway into school every morning, every once in a while it'll be like, "Oh, you managed to get an open seat. Do you want to read a book now?" And so you get a free, free, uh, free day of progress, basically. Um, Uh, But yeah, I think you you get new books um, every time you get a new party member.
0: Oh, interesting. Uh, So per dungeon. And so all of these... Uh, At at
2: least at the library.
0: All of these physical media basically have uh, the effect of a a, a tangible personality stat up, but no battle stats.
2: mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, there there are a couple that do other things, but there are things like um, a couple of books unlock spots on the map a little bit earlier than usual. And little things like that. Yeah, there there are
1: there are amazing ones. I can't remember. God damn it. I can't remember any of the other ones rem- in the X folders. But... I
0: remember uh Bubbly Hills. Number, oh yes. I number, number. I think I've only those are the only two I've rented uh because <laughs> so the thing about DVDs specifically is that there's a late fee if you don't <laughs> return it on time and the game is nice to you the first time you do it. But if you do it a second time, they will actually like hold you accountable for that money.
1: Yeah, I'm not exactly oh, sure yeah.
0: how that plays out, and but I'm, and I'm a too afraid to try on this playthrough.
1: Um, oh, no. I was late on a DVD. Because um, I rented one, watched the first half, and then got into a dungeon story. Or uh, got into taking on a dungeon and forgot about the DVD. And, uh, yeah, they took... I can't remember. It wasn't like a crazy amount. It was like five hundred yen or something.
0: Okay, see, I forgot about it for a few days and it was about ten thousand yen. And Oh wow. I believe it was Garrett on the duck feed slack said that he did it and he got a hundred thousand yen fine. Holy but, shit. <laughs> but I believe no matter what the first time is waived.
2: Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah.
0: Okay.
2: Uh, and, and it can, it can actually like kind of, I don't want to say screw you over because y- you gotta you gotta wait a pretty long time to get a hundred thousand yen, uh, but you can totally be late entirely because the game uh, threw an event at you and suddenly you don't have the ability to access the world for two days right. or whatever. Yeah, that can definitely
1: happen.
0: And when you when you play the video games, it does this little just like. Can you press a button fast enough minigame? <laughs> I'm not really sure why they felt the need to include that, but whatever. Um, there are movies you can go see in the theater. Um, there's a theater by your house. And I... Oh, here's something we need to talk about. The Thieves Guild. Uh, we'll get to that in a second. And I can see that people go see movies at the Shibu- at the movie by my house, but I'm not sure how they unlocked that
2: yeah i'm not sure either
0: so that's an investigation for another time um but yeah thieves guild that's something i'm still pulling up that list of dvds we'll get back to that real quick but um have you guys been using the thieves guild
2: oh
1: extensively
2: i have not used it that much but i've used it some so the thieves' guild is a really cool feature. Uh, if you if you're online, you basically hit the. um... I've only had a PS four for a couple of months. I don't know what it's called, but the big button in the middle, the tri- the touchpad. Yeah. Band. If you hit the touchpad, the band, new select show you, button, uh... Evan. <laughs> okay, yeah. If you hit the new select button, uh, I'm pronouncing that N-U, by the way, like new metal. <laughs> uh, if you hit the new select button. Um, you get basically a breakdown of what everybody did. Uh, What percentage of players did, like, life stuff, uh, like improved stats or did a job, uh, what percentage did social links, and what percentage did dungeon shit. And this is actually, um... I don't want to say improved, because it's... It doesn't show you exactly what percentage of people did what, but it shows you, like... What percentage did each of the three categories? Uh, but it's it's kind of like a carryover from Persona Four Golden, mm. uh, which had the same kind of feature where it would, if you're connected to Wi Fi, it would do the basically do the same thing. It would tell you the top three options that players chose that now,
0: day. Now I mostly use it to see if there are any options I hadn't considered before committing to something for the night. Yeah, um, you can also use it on test on uh, on questions in class to see basically what the correct answer is because it's always going to be the one that everyone voted 97 percent on
2: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i didn't know you could do that huh
0: yeah try it next time you have a question in class i guarantee you the top voted answer is the right one
2: i came in dead last in the first exam uh, i did morning. too i was i was not doing well
0: Wow, I can't, I can't stomach doing bad on my exams in persona games. I I spend like the week before every exam doing nothing but studying. I turn down social uh, yeah. links, guys. That's the that's the ticket.
2: It, it didn't occur to me that so the exam happens in the first month. I'm pretty sure, and I didn't expect it to throw an exam at me. It's it was talking about exam, and I was just like, oh yeah, yeah, I'll do, that. I'll study eventually. <laughs> it's like, oh nope, it's here.
1: Um. um Oh, go ahead. There is there is an el there is actually an element, um, uh, in the battles too that is online.
0: Yes. Are you guys aware really? of
1: that? Have you come across that? I have. Yeah, um, it's really rare, but you're. Uh, a teammate that can be knocked out can be taken hostage by an enemy and then if you can't save them then like someone else online can like swoop in and save them I haven't been given the option to save anyone and it's been really rare for them it's just
0: like you know how like bravery default or something like another person's team from street pass can like help your team by doing just a mega attack
1: Right, right. That's yeah.
0: basically it. Like they just sort of uh-huh. like you say, call for help, and then it'll display a random person's team name, and then they'll shoot the bad guy away. And you can do that. You can do that three times in a dungeon. And weirdly, I had to use it twice in a row once, but it it, right. it it's very rare. And like it happens sometimes if you get ambushed. Right. And that's another uh, uh, ambush is pretty normal. but go on.
2: Uh. Speaking of team names, um, what are our team names? (laughs) Actually, before we do that, we should probably say what our characters' names are. Oh, yeah.
0: That's true. You do in Persona tradition. There is no canon first name. People can argue that there's a canon first name because of the manga. But here's the thing. That hasn't held true in Persona 3 or 4, so there is no canon name. Until they make the anime version. So, <laughs> with all that said, what did you guys name the bespectacled, black-haired, curly-haired protagonist of Persona 5?
1: Well, I went with my regular name of uh, but- Buttocks. But he's got two names. The- yeah, Buttocks Nabooru.
0: There we go.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I thought you were about to say, "Yep, butt ox." <laughs> <I know. laughs> butt ox. <laughs> yep, I went with uh, Gary Crimes because I figured that would be a <laughs> that would be a fun thing to tell a cop when they ask what your name is. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, I'm, yeah, my name is Gary Crimes, <laughs> um, which, which paid off wonderful dividends because everybody calls like. The game starts off, and we'll, we'll get into the the actual like stuff next episode, but um everybody's real mean to your character. They all think you're a dirtbag and a criminal right from the start. And so it's really great having all your teachers calling you basically, Hey, Mr. Crime.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, my want on most JRPGs when there is no canon name is to name my character um, an insulting name to imply that they're really stupid. Uh, that's not. That doesn't feel correct for Persona but I also kind of panicked because like it was uh, 10 PM on a Tuesday night and I really wanted to start playing persona five. Uh, so I didn't <laughs> have a ton of time to think. Uh, I have I always feel that I have to give them a Japanese last name because it feels so weird when somebody says like, um, Johnson song, you know, I don't, i hate that that's
1: that's that was my thinking with the uh noboru
0: exactly like I'm, I'm definitely on that on that same page with you paul so i went with um bort nakamura <laughs> 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 and uh so yeah that the adventures of bort nakamura and uh uh do you also get the ability to name your party uh because there is a fame aspect to this game. There's a little mm-hmm. fame meter that you're going to watch rise throughout most of this game. Um it's mostly a, a plot progression bar, but like there are some things you can do that have a tangible effect, but there's no like but there's no way to like rush it along very much. Um and uh so I named my team of the Phantom Thieves Fart Squad. <laughs>
1: Excellent. Nice. I went with
2: uh, Cult of Mara.
1: <laughs> Into it.
2: Uh, I went with Gary's Crime. <laughs> <laughs> Gary's a very vain man. <laughs> yeah, Gary Crimes is the master of Gary's Crime. It's not letting anyone else take credit for it.
0: Okay. Before we get too far, I did have I did finally pull up the list of DVDs. Here's that's what it. was available to me as of, um, I think, August in the game. Not So Hot Betsy.
1: Yes. I See
0: You. Jailbreak. The Running Dead. Bubbly Hills 90210. Wraith. I guess that's just a show about ghosts. The X Folders. And Guy McVerr. <laughs> and I gotta assume that in the Japanese version, it's all... A completely different set of
2: jokes
1: yeah some of those are very good jokes though and inside and if you watch the DVDs and listen to the audio, there are good jokes inside the uh, the episodes too what are the DVDs? Um,
0: So the movies you can watch at the theater uh, the one that everyone on the internet's really loving is the Cake Night Rises.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, that's really good.
0: So, I have a confession. I can't make out what the movies say. Like, I'm not so, I'm so, not playing this game quiet or nothing. I just can't hear it.
2: So, there's a lot of ambient noise in the theaters for most movies. Like, you can hear the projection reel going. Uh, you can sometimes hear, like, people muttering and stuff. And, yeah, like, a lot of those movies, it's really hard to hear what they're saying. The Cake Night Rises is one you do, I think, as part of a social link with, um... Uh, with... One of the first social links you get, and um, that was the that was the only one I was able to understand, and it had some pretty good jokes. Had uh, it had? God, I'm trying to remember the setup, but it's basically imagine if the uh, scarecrow from um, the Dark Knight Rises or uh, wh- whatever that movie was called. If the, if the scarecrow, instead of being about like toxic gas that made everyone crazy, it was about making everybody eat pie <laughs> and there's this long monologue about like so if you ask me pie or cake oh, God. i choose pie and then somebody <laughs> doing a batman impression goes you're some kind of twix uh you're, you're some kind of sick twisted criminal i have the cake of nobility yeah it's it's, it's ridiculous that's so awesome so yeah, if a social link invites you to a movie, I highly recommend you say yes because it is a boost to the social link, and you also get a free movie. Cool. Um, you no, know, I gotta say uh, between
1: uh, Persona Five and uh, Zelda, um, this is a
2: good year for like legitimately funny jokes in video games. Oh yeah, I, I would throw in Yakuza Zero in there as like another one with just really good jokes. Yeah. Um, also, also translated by the uh, by the. Um, atlas localization team ah oh, nice
0: I, I have nothing to add to that i i don't play modern games
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, so there is a fast travel system uh hitting l r1 on the controller it brings up a map uh this works in the dungeon as well on uh, when you're in a safe room you can warp between other safe rooms we'll get real heavy into dungeon talk in a minute though um the fast travel system unlocks slowly and when you first arrive to the main transit hub in Shibuya, I thought I was going to have to navigate that fucking nightmare every single time I had to go anywhere.
1: Oh yeah. yeah <laughs> the real the first the first time. But yeah, once you once
0: you're once you arrive anywhere, it's pretty much on your map from then on. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. And uh, it's pretty good, like, even when you, when you go to a certain section of town, there will be, like, a small overworld map, and you could walk to anything, or you can just warp there if you've already been there, more or less. Um. So, uh, do we have anything else we want to talk about in the overworld? Should we, like, dive deep into, like, how dungeons work
1: now? We should probably get into in Dungeons. I mean, I feel like a lot of the stuff on the overworld, there's a lot of convenience and ease of use stuff added, but you know, especially like your interactions with people and the menu, or uh, a lot of the like menus and whatnot, like they've added more options, but they're not that different than Persona 4.
2: Yeah, ultimately it is a visual novel. It's like a graphic novel, or a what is the term for that yeah visual novel overworld yeah
1: yeah and there's a lot the the overworld that you can like physically navigate is a lot more robust than it was in persona three or four but um it's you know you know once you actually get into the interactions with other characters or into, you know, any of the like activities that you can do. It's pretty it's pretty similar to the previous games.
0: So dungeons. They um remember how guys, remember Persona 3 and Persona 4 and how the dungeons were basically like formless blobs that were generated by a computer's nightmare?
2: Yes, yes. sir.
0: So they've decided that that was no longer a satisfactory way to build dungeons. And so in Persona 5, we have actually like handcrafted environments with distinct visual feels, distinct geography, rooms that connect to each other in organic ways. It's a it's quite a shift.
2: Mhm. Yeah. Oh, it, it is it is designed and it is wonderful. Yeah, uh, it's I, really great.
0: Yeah, I, I, Evan, you're gonna, I know you have some issues with, like, the general feel of the dungeons, but I think just in general, um, getting a, uh, you know, something that's cooked rather than the raw dough is, a uh, is a pretty good win <laughs> for Persona 5.
2: Oh, definitely, yeah. and I, I don't have a problem with the dungeons themselves, uh, I'll just get into it real quick, um, the two things that have dri- driven me kind of crazy about Persona is um, the camera and the cover system. And this might just be that I'm just not used to how these games control uh, necessary How this sort of game controls. Uh, but, like, I'm not crazy about the whole, like, hit X... Uh, so, I, we, we should probably cover some stuff before we get into that. But, b- basically, the dungeons introduce a stealth mechanic, which is something, as far as I know, that's totally new to the Persona games. 100%. Um, Nothing like the it. The shadows... The shadows walk around this map, and again, the map is authored, it, it is designed, it has corridors, hallways, um, blind corners, like all kinds of great stuff. Um, the enemies are always patrolling, and they're looking for you. Uh, unlike the other games where you sort of have to, like, happen to walk up behind them and attack them before they attack you, uh, with this, like, they have patrol routes, they have uh, cover that you can hide behind, mm-hmm. and you can ambush them to just like in any other SMT game. Uh, once you ambush them, you get a free turn. Uh, Do you guys have anything to say about the kind of the stealth system? So the general rule of
0: thumb that I've noticed is you can't treat it like an action game. It's still a JRPG. It's Mm. it's uh, not meant. It it you know they're not action RPG action game makers. So I just take the controls very slowly and uh, just try my best to uh, aim for cover. And uh, sometimes I fuck it up. The controls are not the best uh, for stealth, but I think. I do like the element of, uh, you know, I can't call it tactics, but awareness that you have to keep in the dungeon layout uh, because getting, if you get ambushed, if you get noticed and they hit you before you have a chance to do anything, then you're in danger, and being in danger is a bad place to be in.
1: No, oh, definitely. See, I, I, I. I think i disagree with you guys like i actually love the way that the controls and dungeons feel like it reminds me of like it makes me feel like you know they were pulling some like inspiration from platinum games like and i am not taking them like you know very carefully like i am like running through them and then when i see an enemy i'll jump behind cover um and the way that you move the way that your cover moves around an object is really wonky. But if you hit the circle button, it just like bounces you out of the cover mechanic. So like, I just take them super fast and like, yeah, it like reminds me of like, you know, it, you know, it feels to me like a platinum game in certain points. Like, you know, it's just like super fast moving like, I can, can just, like, jump from battle to battle to, like, cover, and, like, I have no problem
2: whatsoever, you know, with that stuff. Yeah, and to be clear, I don't dislike the dungeons at all, uh, but I have basically... So, so now that we've kind of, like, outlined what, what, what it's like and what the other guys like about it, uh, the two things that I kind of hate about Persona 5 are, uh, first off, the camera control in these dungeons... Um, there's no up and down look. It's only left and right. Uh, you can look up and down very, very slightly and it's very slow. Uh, that's a little bit irritating because these are fairly vertical levels in some cases. Um, the other thing is like the way the camera behaves around cover is sometimes infuriating. Right. Um, oftentimes I know where I want to look. I just, I desperately want to look further to the left, but it's like, nope, this is as far left as you can look. And, um, kind of like what you mentioned about moving around cover can be kind of wonky um, every single time I have been ambushed in this game, it was because the game broke out of cover when I didn't want it to break out of cover or the camera wouldn't look where I wanted it to look and I couldn't see the enemy. Um, I, I haven't actually been ambushed aside from just straight up, like I couldn't get the game to do what I wanted it to do. And that is a fairly frustrating thing. Like I I, I've come home after a very long day, uh, gone into the dungeon, immediately wiped because I got one shot after, um... I tried to move around to the other side of cover and my character broke out of it. And I just, I, I, I've just stopped playing for a day because of that. And it's a, it's a cool design. Like I love what they're doing with the stealth mechanics. I love what it adds to the game because honestly, Persona four didn't really have, there, there wasn't an interesting reason for that whole dungeon map to exist. Really? Uh, It was basically just something to slowly meet out um, experience points, battles, and gear. Aside from that, it didn't really do anything cool. Uh, there was the music, there were the visuals, but you weren't doing anything in there except just walking along a line until you were done. Mm-hmm. This gives you so much to look at. There's so much to collect. There's treasure strewn around everywhere. The enemies are fun to fight. It's fun to ambush them. It's just... Uh, and this whole thing about the game not doing what I want it to do, uh, this also holds true with some of the platforming because there is. It's it's not exactly platforming, uh, but like one thing that you'll see in the very, very beginning, well, when you first boot up the game, is you're running through a casino, and you hit X to jump from platform to platform up on the roof of this casino, like in the scaffolding, and you can't hit X anywhere to jump to anywhere else. You have to be at a very specific point on each platform, and it'll jump you to a prescribed point on another, another platform. And that's been just finicky enough. finicky enough that when I'm running from an enemy... I should be able to jump, but because I'm not a foot to the right at the exact point on the super wide platform, it won't let me jump. And it's a minor nitpick, but I think it's the ways in which this game feels like an action game, the ways in which it edges toward being a platinum game mm-hmm. are what makes it a little bit frustrating for me is the points where it's like 60% there, the lack of that last 40% can sometimes drive me up the wall. That's just a me thing because one one thing that I'm consistent about every single game, no matter what system, I I, I get very irritated if a game controls unpredictably. Right. Uh, if if I if I do an input and it doesn't respond the way I expect it to, uh, that's incredibly frustrating. So, this is the first uh, SMT game that has ever really done that. So, it's the most negative thing I have to say about Persona right now, and it is a minor nitpick. I love the dungeons. I think it, I think they're better than any SMT dungeon has been before, but. Yeah, that just drives me up the wall sometimes. Yeah,
1: no, I I think that's fair. You know, I mean, like, you know, I I make that comparison, like, you know, I think as a platinum game, it kind of fails, but like, you know, that's not what it's, you know, as an atlas, like trying to make atlas, trying to make more of like a fast paced action game with some kind of like cover mechanics. um, You know, I, I feel like it, it just feels really good to me. As a like traditional JRPG
2: that isn't like an action JRPG. Mm-hmm. Well, it suits it suits your characters way better because everybody is sleek and stylish and cool and fast and flashy, mm-hmm. and all of that. Like the way you break cover, the way you ambush an enemy. Like you don't just break cover; you're you're like slinking behind it, and then you do a backflip onto the top of an enemy's back, and you rip off their mask, and they explode into a demon, and yeah, the whole thing is just cool and stylish and awesome.
0: So I, I just want to point out that I, I fall under neither of these extremes, and I'm about halfway between both of you guys. Like, I like it. I don't love it. That's about it. <laughs> well, that is fair. <laughs> um, so we did kind of glean over... Um, Treasures. So there's uh, just items that you can smash and grab, and uh, they give you a thief vision so you can see them. So thief vision is just like every other Batman game. Uh, It just highlights everything that's important, highlights cover, shows you what an enemy's level is relative to yours. If they're less than you, they're blue. If they're yellow, they're your level. If they're red, they are higher than you and you will occasionally encounter enemies that like emit a red steam that's usually a signal that you're about to get uh in a into a fight with five or six enemies yeah oh look i just found one now just roaming around this dungeon while we're talking <laughs> um man what else is there uh did we cover basically everything for like an intro
2: Hmm, um, I think we may have. I can't. Yeah, mechanically, that's that's kind of the the game.
0: Yeah, I guess um that will be it for this introduction to the Persona Five season of uh, Mega Time Marathon to explain how the rest of this season is gonna go. We're gonna do it like basically month to month, but more realistically dungeon to dungeon because the cut off points always at a weird point, like a few days into the next month. Um. And uh, yeah, we'll just take it from there. And at the very end, we're going to do a social link special to just sort of wrap up anything that we didn't cover in our normal playthroughs. Um, And uh, do we have any other things to get out of the way? Evan, did you get a chance to plug your Brigador episode yet?
2: Oh, yeah. So um, listeners to uh, Check It Out Comrade on the DuckFeed TV network might have heard me on their most recent episode about Brigador. Uh, which is one of my favorite games of all time. It is a cool mech, stealth, action, violent, cyberpunk, synthwave game, and all, all kinds of other buzzwords. Uh, but yeah, I guess uh, Gary uh, Butterfield and uh, Nick were uh, Nick Glaber were kind enough to have me on there. Uh, we plugged this podcast a couple times. So if you're joining us for the first time after listening to Check It Out, Comrade, welcome! And by Brigador, but also uh, this this game, also Persona Five. They're both good games.
0: Indeed, <laughs> uh, it was a good episode, Evan. I'm glad you got you got the chance oh, to you. do that.
2: Um, yeah, it was super fun.
0: So cool. That's it from uh, that's it. That's it from uh, all of us here at Mega Ten Marathon. Uh, we wish you a wonderful day. Um, I just gotta you know tell you guys about this thing that happened when I went to buy my copy of Persona Five. So my GameStop did like a 9 p.m. release, so I still got it like later than a lot of people in america but anyway so i go up to the register and um i hand the guy my money and he throws it right back into my face and i have no idea why i did that and i just sort of stare at him and i you know just with that look why and he just the only thing he has to tell me is you'll never see
1: it come